previewing this weekend's NFC South contest for first place in the division. Just like we all predicted, Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Atlanta Falcons crossover Thursday on the Locked On Podcast Network. Let's get it. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucs fans? What's up, Falcons fans? Welcome to this crossover Thursday episode of the Locked On Bucks and Locked On Falcons podcast. Both shows part of the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available anywhere you download podcasts and, of course, on YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view every single day. I'm David Harrison, writer for BucksGameDay.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, and one of the hosts of the Locked On Bucks podcast. My partner today is Aaron Freeman, the host of the illustrious Locked On Falcons podcast and writer for the Falcoholic. Find both of us on Twitter. I'm at DHarrison82. Aaron is at FalcFans. Crossover Thursday is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is much, is so much fun. It's easy to play. No competing with other players, just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love prize picks, and we know you will too. First time users, you can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 using the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com or the prize picks app. Use the promo code locked on. Aaron Freeman, brother, I cannot help but go back to the NFC South divisional preview episode where you're just getting rained on. And I want to give a shout out to my guys, Lance and Mike. They know who they are, they know who you are. They're big fans of yours in the Locked On Falcons podcast. Two of the most loyal Falcons fans I think I've ever met uh, in my life outside of the sports media industry. Uh, so shout out to those guys because they gave me, well, Mike specifically came to me and was like, how dare you all give Aaron Freeman such a hard time on that episode? I said, you know what? Here's the thing. My, my lone cracker, and if you go back to that episode, my lone crack was when I called the Giants the Falcons of the NFC East. And I didn't even really mean it as an insult towards the Falcons, but guess what? Uh, the Giants are 3-1, and one, ladies and gentlemen, and the Atlanta Falcons are tied for first place in the NFC stinking south. So how about that, Aaron Freeman? What's going on with the Falcons? Yeah, David, you know, I, I think fondly back to that episode uh, with, you know, being the butt of so many jokes, but I, I did I did fire back a, a few yes, you know, absolutely. Uh, at you guys. But um, yeah, man, it's, it's an interesting place where the Falcons are heading into this Week 5 matchup. You know, I don't think many people were expecting the Falcons to be in the position to sort of take over as the front runners of the NFC South at this yeah. point in the season. Everybody is seeming writing off the Falcons as a team that was destined to pick in the top five, destined to potentially pick number one overall. And then certainly I'll, I'll admit that, you know, throughout most of the offseason, I kind of felt that that's kind of where this team was headed, but they've surprised so many people, myself included. And I think this week we we kind of get to find out if this team is for real. We've been talking about this week five matchup against the Buccaneers now on Lockdown Falcons for a couple of weeks. And I'm sure yeah. and Mike are, are well aware of that. And it's sort of finding out if this team is for real, right? Going up against this Bucks team that in the Tom Brady era 
uh, which I hate to even say those words out loud. Uh, but, you know, the Bucks have dominated this matchup the last four times these teams have met. I think the yeah. average uh, final score in those four matchups was 38 to 24. Brady's averaging almost 360 yards passing in those games as a 15 to 2 touchdown interception ratio, almost yeah. 120 quarterback rating. And, you know, Brady has been able to do whatever he wanted to do against this Falcons team. And now we, we get to find out, you know, does the buck stop here, so to speak, pun intended, uh, with that. And is this Falcon team, you know, closing the gap on a team in Tampa Bay that, you know, has been a Super Bowl contender, won a Super Bowl two years ago, hasn't gotten off to quite the start uh, that they hoped for this year to to potentially try to you know go back there, uh, and so they they look vulnerable right now. The Bucks do, and it feels like if the Falcons have any shot of really sort of shocking the world and finally beating Tom Brady, they're the only team that has not beaten Tom Brady in his entire NFL career. And it's like we got to get this one because it doesn't look like Brady's going to be playing that much longer. So this week is is it? It's all for, for all the marbles basically. And that's really the story of the week for this Falcon team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you mentioned it. Tom Brady's never lost to the Falcons. I mean, this, this Tom Brady versus the Falcons thing goes way beyond 28 to three, like 20 to three is, is a big moment, obviously, and probably the cover of that book if it ever gets written. But uh, yeah, his, his history against the Falcons is, is, is good. I mean, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers out there talking about he owns the bears. You know, the only thing keeping Tom Brady from saying he owns the Falcons really is the fact that he didn't play in the NFC South for a very long time. Um, but, you know, look, the way the season has gone, I mean, the Buccaneers finally get a regular season win against the Saints. So well, why wouldn't this be the year they also finally get a regular season loss against the Atlanta Falcons, right? And listen, lines on Bucks listeners and, and viewers not going to appreciate me saying this, but this goes beyond any type of fandom. This goes beyond me and my love for Aaron Freeman as an NFC South host mate and the, the years we go by or go back. Aaron, if the Falcons beat the Bucks, you need to go on every NFC South show and every locked on NFL episode hosted by an NFC South host. And you need to have like a dunk reel where you just come in and dunk on all of us because you deserve it. Uh, no matter how the Falcons would finish the season, just right there after week five, first place in the NFC South, you would absolutely deserve it. So the biggest story uh, surrounding the Buccaneers, unfortunately, is Tom Brady's marital status. But that's not going to take the field on Sunday. So for the game, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about whether or not the Buccaneers are ever going to find balance slash so and or complementary football in the 2022 NFL season. And we're only four weeks in, right? But you look at the way these games have gone and the, this team has relied heavily, heavily on their defense. And their defense, fortunately, has stood up. They stood up against the Dallas Cowboys. They stood up against the New Orleans Saints. Really, they stood up against the Green Bay Packers outside the first two drives of the game. Uh, and even the third one, getting that fumble at the goal line from Aaron Jones. The, the Buccaneers office just couldn't take advantage of it. And then in week four against Kansas City Chiefs, Tom Brady gets Mike Evans back. Chris Godwin's on the field. Julio Jones was reportedly out there, even though you barely saw him. And all of a sudden we got 31 points and all kinds of yards, no rushing yards, but you know, we got all kinds of passing yards and, and the offense is explosive, but they can't stop anything that the Kansas City Chiefs throw at them. So, you know, it's it's kind of the 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 age old tale of NFL teams when the defense is doing really well, but the offense is faltering as soon as the offense has a good burst of energy, what usually happens, the defense usually falls flat on their face coming off the sideline. So that's kind of what happened against Kansas City Chiefs. So for me, I want to find out, can this Buccaneers team play with balance? Can they play complementary football? Because if they don't, this has all the trappings, not not to be, you know, not to use too many puns here, but of a trap game um, against the Atlanta Falcons. Absolutely, yeah. And um, we'll see, you know, because 
you know, we're going to talk about some matchups coming up. Um, but like, you know, you have a Bucks passing attack that has, you know, as I mentioned earlier, really torn apart this Falcons defense over the last couple of years. The Falcons offense is looking pretty good. Their defense is still suspect. So you do wonder about that matchup. Is this kind of the get right game for this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense? And then you wonder if this Falcons um, offense and particularly that run game can really get going against, you know, a Bucks defense that has been formidable, did not look that way against Kansas City. But, you know, that's Patrick Mahomes. We always make an exception uh, for an Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes-led offense. Yeah. Uh, they're not the norm. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, the Falcons will will try to run it down the Bucks' throat like they did with the Browns last week, 200 yards plus, uh, 200 yards plus in week one against the Saints. So they already have their formula for how they beat the quote-unquote better NFC South teams yeah. uh, with, you know, what they did in week one against the Saints. And so I'm eager to see whether or not, you know, which team will prevail in this matchup. Absolutely. We'll get into those matchups a little bit deeper here in the next segment. And we're going to do so thanks to our friends over at Elias Game Plan. Do you ever wish that before every NFL game, you could get up to date and accurate information before placing your bets or locking in your fantasy line- lineup? Well, now you can with Elias Game Plan, the app from the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion, for the NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball. Whether you're part of a fantasy tournament, placing bets, or just a huge sports fan or stats nerd, Elias Game Plan has everything you need. It's a sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats. You see and hear their trusted facts all the time. You hear them on ESPN, local radio broadcast, probably on your favorite Locked On podcast show. But now you can have all the stats, facts, and teams and player updates in the palm of your hand, all backed by their renowned research team. I love using numbers in a lot of my takes, which is why I call myself a stat nerd. And Elias is one of the key resources that I use. And with their chat function, you can talk directly to them and receive the information you need to back your big decisions on betting or in your fantasy league. Take this NFL season to the next level and download the Elias Game Plan app today. Choose from three game plans when you subscribe. You got weekly, monthly, or annual. But we can get you 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription just by using the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. 25 again that's promo code locked on nfl 25 on the elias game plan sports betting app in the app store and play store today if you get that monthly subscription again the elias game plan sports betting app promo code locked on nfl 25 continuing on with today's crossover thursday episode here on the locked on podcast network bucks falcons nfc south division clash for first place i'm just gonna i'm gonna say it all episode clat it's it's for first place in the nfc south nobody saw it coming except for maybe aaron freeman key matchups in this one aaron on the, on the falcon side of things i don't care go offense go defense what is the matchup the falcons absolutely have to win to pull off this upset well i i think it starts in the trenches and i'm looking for the falcons offense and i'm looking at one particular matchup in that trenches for the falcons offense and it's Falcons center Drew Dahlman against Vita Vea. And Drew Dahlman is an undersized center. Uh, the MO on him coming out of Stanford and so far in the NFL is, you know, bigger guys can kind of get the, the better of him. And we saw that kind of in that one matchup last year, uh, that second Falcons Bucks matchup where the Falcons made the uh, uh, infamous, I guess you could say, uh, decision to rotate their centers uh, in Matt Hennessy and Drew Dahlman. 
And uh, we were coming off a, a game the week before against Jacksonville where Drew Dolman looked really good uh, when the Falcons were sort of doing that, platooning those two guys. And then Vita Vea came to town and it, it did not look pretty for Drew Dolman and the Falcons. Basically, we're like, OK, well, we're going back to Matt Hennessy full time uh, just because of what Vita Vea was able to do against them. And if the Falcons have any chance of running the football to the success uh, that they've had so far this season, uh, with their top five rushing attack, uh, it's going to have to rely on Drew Dolman not getting destroyed by Vita Vea uh, in this game. He, Drew Dolman doesn't have to dominate that matchup, but he just basically has to be able to to keep Vita Vea contained, use yeah. his quickness, uh, use his technique, all those various things, because he's not going to be able to win a you know physical strength battle with Vita Vea. Very few humans on the planet can win that type of battle with him. So uh, it's, it really points to Drew Dolman. If he can take care of business, then the Falcons run game has a chance to really get off the ground uh, this week. And, and that's going to be a big aid for them in their overall matchup. Because, again, if the Bucks offense gets going against this Falcons defense, you know, the, the best uh, defense for the Falcons may be a good offense. And that's going to be controlling the clock and keeping Tom Brady and Mike Evans and all those guys on the sideline. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's only one ball to spread around all those weapons, right? But if they're on the sideline, the only ball that's going to be going around there is the one that Tom Brady's warming up with waiting for his turn to get on the field. Absolutely. So that's a great matchup. And Vita Vea, you mentioned it. You know, I just did my write-ups on, on BucksGameDay.com for a kind of a first quarter review and then a second quarter preview. Uh, in the first quarter, look, Vita Vea, not to say that he's been a disappointment per se, but he hasn't taken the step that a lot of people kind of hoped he was going to take this year the Buccaneers Todd Bowles specifically uh, has mentioned they want to get a better pass rush from their down three down linemen in their base package Vita Vea obviously is one of them no and Dominican Sue uh, Akeem Hicks gotten hurt Logan Hall got his first sack against Aaron Rodgers but outside of that really hasn't done uh, made a whole lot of noise um, so we want to see Vita Vea take that next step here in the second quarter and for me he I, I made him my second quarter MVP for the Bucks because I feel like if he takes that next step in the second quarter then a lot of good things will happen but if he doesn't then the Buccaneers are going to find themselves susceptible to some losses. So that's a great matchup from you. On my side of things, looking at the Buccaneers, uh, it's copycat league, right? And granted, Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter on their best day can't just go out there and mimic Patrick Mahomes because, like you said, that's a whole different beast. But talk about game planning. The Kansas City Chiefs came out looking to get Travis Kelsey going against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Linebackers really more than anything else. Uh, and I don't know if you, Aaron, are, are, are familiar with the New Heights podcast, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey's new podcast they started this season. It is amazing from a football and just an entertainment standpoint. It is absolutely, I mean, you're talking about hearing stories from one brother about another brother about quitting games in the middle of them and running into the bathroom and crying behind a locked door um, to two NFL Super Bowl champions sharing these kinds of stories about their their childhood growing up. But anyway. Travis Kelsey, the point I'm trying to make is Travis Kelsey leading up to the Buccaneers game in week four. It talked about how, you know, his stat line might look okay. Eight catches, 121 yards against the Cardinals, five catches, 51 yards against the Chargers, four catches, 58 yards and a touch against the Colts. But he was focusing on all the plays that he dropped, he either dropped passes, bad routes, mistimed, missed a block here, missed a block there, stuff like that. He was not happy at all with the season he had had coming into week four and went off nine catches, 92 yards and a touchdown and was even more impactful outside the stat box uh, in that game for his team. You know, Travis Kelsey turned up. Noah Gray had some some very interesting interesting plays that I did not expect Noah Gray uh, to have against that Buccaneers defense. So Kyle Pitts is a guy who needs to get going, right? And, and everybody's wondering which is going to be the game. Well, if the Falcons look at what Travis Kelsey did, 
try to get Kyle to kind of use some of those leverage points, kind of get use some of those stylistic things that Travis Kelsey implemented. Maybe this is the game that Kyle Pitts gets going. If it's not the game that Kyle Pitts is going, then I think the Buccaneers defense will have a much better chance of really stifling the Falcons offense and kind of like you said, keep them off the field when they get on, get them off quick and give Tom and his offense as many chances as they can to score points. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure Bucks fans are relishing over the news coming out of Wednesday's practice that Kyle Pitts did not practice. He's dealing with a hamstring injury and uh, yeah. Falcon fans and, and probably now Bucks fans are, are very familiar with their uh, top receiver uh, dealing with hamstring injuries. It's been an issue with Julio Jones over the last several years. Uh, and so Falcon fans are hoping that if this is a minor issue that right. will get resolved and certainly will be keeping an eye on that as the week unfolds. Because obviously, as you mentioned, if you know Kyle Pitts is not out there or limited in any way, that's going to make it even more important that the Falcons get their running game going because, you know, while I, I think Drake London's off to a great start, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if he can just carry the Falcons passing attack uh, like he has. We don't have Russell Gage out there anymore to kill the Bucks defense as he had done these last couple of years. So, yeah. uh, you know, we, we he's going to have to sort of carry the burden there. Um, and, you know, talking about the Falcons potentially being down their number one uh, receiver, or at least their number two receiver, as fantasy heads will certainly point out, because Kyle Pitts is not getting those numbers <laughs> to merit the number one distinction. Yeah. But uh, you know, I, I'm curious to see if the Falcons can slow down the Bucks' number one receiver, which is Mike Evans. And on the tip of revenge games with Dolman versus Vea, you know, my next matchup is is a revenge game potentially for uh, AJ Terrell against Mike Evans, um, and the. You go back to that 2020 season, Terrell's rookie season, there was a stretch of games late in that year where the Falcons were asking him to shadow receivers, and he, he, it wasn't a great stretch. And it all ended in uh, that matchup, that first matchup between the Falcons and Bucks, where Mike Evans finished with six catches, 110 yards, and had three big catches in the third quarter, uh, was able to uh, draw a pass interference on three consecutive drives after the Bucks had been shut out in the first half of that game. And, and those drives got the Bucks back in the offense and, and allowed them to, to get a comeback. And basically, after Evans worked Terrell in that third quarter, the Falcons were like, no mas. And they stopped asking him to be a shadow uh, corner for that game and for the rest of the season. And yeah. he hasn't been asked to do that until this year. Uh, and the first two weeks, he was asked to shadow guys like Michael Thomas and Allen Robinson. And both of those guys were able, able to get the better of him in the red zone. Uh, but then in week three against Seattle and DK Metcalf, he shadowed him and really shut him down in that game. Uh, Metcalf did have a touchdown in the game, but it, it came in zone coverage uh, where there were other responsibilities. And then in week four against Cleveland Browns, uh, Terrell was asked to shadow Amari Cooper and Amari Cooper had one catch uh, in the game um, for nine yards. And so Terrell looks like he's adding that shadow corner repertoire um, to his, um, uh, his to his repertoire, uh, that that ability. And so. It's going to be tested this week if the Falcons ask him to do that against Mike Evans. The the yeah. knock on A.J. Terrell has always been dealing with big physical receivers. That's why Michael Thomas and Allen Robinson, you go back to the national championship game between him uh, and Jamar Chase. Those are the guys going back to Mike Evans as well that have given him the most problem in the league. And so this is a revenge game essentially for A.J. Terrell. If he's asked to continue uh, being that shadow corner and going matching up against the Bucks' number one receiver, you know, a lot will be on slowing him down and then 
forcing the the Chris Godwins and the Russell Gage and whoever else. I have no idea who the Bucks receivers are because it seems like everybody's hurt and injured. So yeah, you know, uh, it's fun. <laughs> so you know, wh- whoever those other guys are yeah. uh, to step up and, and and carry the burden. So we'll see if AJ Terrell is up for the task. Yeah, it's it's not Tyler Johnson because he was released. Now he's with Houston, and it's not Cole Beasley because he retired in the middle of the week. So that's that's all interesting. But yeah, no, a, a great point there. Uh, and speaking of injury reports, Tom Brady opening the week on the injury report as well with the finger that's kind of already been a known issue and really hasn't been a bother. Now a shoulder that we all saw him injure uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll keep an eye on that because the Buccaneers may be getting Blaine Gabbert geared up to uh, to take the starting snaps against the Atlanta Falcons. And as our listeners and viewers gear up for the fall, you're all going to need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. And LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers are visiting LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Final segment on this crossover Thursday, Bucks and Falcons one last time for first place in the NFC South this weekend. I absolutely love it. Buccaneers are favored by nine points, Aaron, in this matchup. So as much as people didn't think the Falcons were going to uh, to make a whole lot of noise in the NFC South, apparently they don't think the Falcons are making a lot of noise in this game. How do you see this thing unfolding? Yeah, I think, again, I I, I want to be optimistic and confident and say, yeah, this is going to be the week, right? Everything is setting up potentially, or well, not everything, but most things are setting up in that direction where this is the week where the Falcons can get that Tom Brady size monkey off of their back. Uh, but you know, lockdown Falcons listeners know, like Lance and Mike know that, you know, I, I'm a natural skeptic. So <laughs> I feel like the Falcons are going to keep it close. It's going to be competitive. It'll go down to the final possession. Like every Falcon game has so far this season. But if it comes down to who's going to win in the fourth quarter, Tom Brady or Marcus Mariota, I cannot have that degree of confidence that Mariota is going to come through for the Falcons at this point. Though. I would love to be wrong about that. Yeah. So I think the Bucks will probably wind up winning this game. It'll be like a 30 to 24 victory. I think the Falcons will continue to cover uh, this season and, and go five and zero against the spread. Uh, but, you know, I don't know if they can pull off the victory. Yeah. So, uh, so you have the Buccaneers winning, which I think is, is fair, right? I'm sure Falcons fans aren't happy to hear that, but I think it's, it's a fair assessment for me. I, I again, go back to the main storyline here. Are the Buccaneers going to find a way to play balanced football? I think they are. I mean, I, every time you look at this Todd Bowles defense, you know, even going back to their first year together and, and, and everything else in the Super Bowl run, when they get their butts kicked, they usually come back with a vengeance. They come back looking to prove something to everybody. Tom Brady and his career, not just even with the Bucs, when people are talking about him outside the confines of one buck or of Gillette, whatever they called it in New England, 
that's when he turns in his best games. And I know they're not talking about his play right now, but people are talking a lot about Tom Brady and coming out of pocket with what they're saying. So Tom Brady likes to show up in those games. All of those things. And listen, Falcons fans, this is not meant to be disrespectful. Bucks fans know I just call it as I see it today. Mike, you're going to want to get your phone out, buddy, and you're going to want to shoot me a text because I got the Buccaneers not only covering the spread, but I got them winning 31 to 17, a 14 point spread against the Atlanta Falcons. I just think this defense is going to show up looking to prove something. Tom Brady's going to show up looking for some therapy in the way of scoring points. Uh, you know, guys are getting a little bit healthier, it seems. You know, uh, Russell Gage is on the injury report, but with the same hamstring, but he's been playing through it. So I do. I do think I, I just that's my what my gut says 31 17 Buccaneers. So Aaron going back through uh, this crossover episode here. The biggest story for the Buccaneers is finding that balance playing complimentary football. We've seen the defense do well. We've seen the offense do well. Now we need to see them both do well And the biggest matchups in order for that to happen is going to be if he plays right is Kyle Pitts against these linebackers uh, with Cordell with Cordero Patterson out. I don't people may be sleeping too much on the other running backs in Atlanta. But I think that does kind of, uh, I don't want to say handcuff them completely, but I think it does kind of hinder them. So if they can also go out there, uh, stop Kyle Pitts and keep him from kind of having his first big game this season, like you mentioned, not sure that Drake London can really carry the offense enough to make a difference. And then Buccaneers favored by nine. I've got them going with that plus some 14-point win, Bucks 31, Falcons 17. Yeah, and for the Falcons, the big story of the week is is basically getting that first win against Tom Brady, proving that all the hype that the Falcons have been getting uh, these last couple of uh, weeks with you know their two game win streak is is worthwhile, and they can prove that they're for real and and take control of the uh, NFC South for however long they can, uh, starting this week with with a win and looking at some of those key matchups. You talk about the you know running backs replacing Cordero Patterson, well, you got to open holes and, you know, anybody can run through wide open holes. And the way that the Falcons can do that is with Drew Dahlman taking care of business against big Vita Vea and overcoming that size disparity and helping to create those lanes for uh, Caleb Huntley um, and um, I'm blanking Tyler Algier, <laughs> who, who those backup running backs were, uh, to to find room and control the clock. And then you're looking at A.J. Terrell uh, shutting down Mike Evans, getting his revenge after a rough uh, game in 2020 when he was asked to shadow him. Uh, and if they can do that, I do feel like the Falcons uh, will be able to keep it close uh, in this game, but I do not think it will be quite enough to overcome this Tampa Bay Buccaneer team. Uh, and I do have the Falcons losing this game, uh, but covering that nine point spread. All right. So that's going to conclude this crossover Thursday episode. We do appreciate Falcons fans, Bucks fans, all of you for making us first listener, your first view. If you're watching over on YouTube now for your second listener, your second view, make the locked on fantasy football podcast. Your next stop, find the intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Are you drowning because you overdrafted Kyle Pitts? Vinny can probably help you try to find some solutions. So get ready for your fantasy lineup with the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Come back Friday as Aaron puts a bow on his week's preparation for this game, the Falcons and Bucks. This really is the last time for first place in the NFC South. I absolutely love it. James Jarko and I will be back on the Locked On Bucks side to do the same. Until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything that we're writing at BucksGameDay.com and at the Falcoholic 
Also, give us a follow on Twitter at dharrison82 and at falcfans. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Enjoy the game. And thank you for joining us on the Locked On Bucks and Locked On Falcons podcast for this crossover Thursday on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.